God. This morning, God wants to pull you up and He wants to shift you forward. Are you ready for that? This morning, He wants to speak to you. If you will allow Him to come and speak into your life today, no matter what you're facing. Today, if you're facing a storm, if you're facing a battle, maybe it's in your finances, maybe it's in a relationship or in a marriage, maybe it's in your employment and you're feeling pressed on every side. Parents, maybe it's with one of your kids. Maybe today you're struggling with secret sin and you have tried and you don't know how to get a handle on that thing. An enemy comes in and he brings condemnation and shame. Today, I wanna give you keys to walk forward and to start walking free of those things. Are you with me? Today, he comes where people make him welcome. Let's make him welcome this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands right where you are? Holy Spirit, we say welcome. Welcome, Holy Spirit, in this house. Welcome in this place today. Welcome into every heart that's hungry today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we say, have your way. Have your way today. Speak your words. I submit this message this morning and I say, God, clear out everything that's not of you. And Lord, let the words from heaven come and fill hearts and break yokes this morning in Jesus' name. We all said, Amen. His presence is here. I want to encourage you to be hungry this morning. Henry, God's got a word for you this morning. He says this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we hear that and we think, oh, that's really cool. I'm happy. But no, the, the Lord says that there is a joy. There's a, there's a profound resident joy in you that as you've walked through trials and God's going to cause other people who are around you to start breaking free of their stuff because of what sits in your life. And God, God says that even though you sit at the back, He says, I see you. And He says, and I'm pulling you forward because you have made His joy your strength. I bless you today, Henry. I bless you with everything that God has for you and your family. Where's David? David, come on up. Where's your brother? Marty, come on up. I don't know if you guys know, but come quick. Come quick. Marty, come. These guys are brothers. And I'm, uh, Last night when I was praying, I had a word for both of you. And I... You've got to know this. Now, some of you may know David from a, a little place in town with the Golden Arches. But you know what? I knew David before he was there and it was when he was here. And God's been calling you. God has never, ever, ever forgotten you. Never, ever forgotten you. And you may have felt like he had, but there have been people praying for you. And God's hand is on both your lives. And this is the word he gave me. Come stand beside the brother. This is the word he gave me. He said, you, the, years ago, the enemy tried to take you guys out. Different ways, he tried to do different things. But God's calling you, this is the word of God, that you are a band of brothers. That God is calling you together, brothers in arms that would, be, that would stand strong. There is a gift of leadership on your life. There is a gift of entrepreneurship on your life. And God has not forgotten who you are. There is a gift to draw people and to, to cause them to feel accepted when they've never ever felt accepted. There is a gift on you, Marty. There is a gift far greater than anyone's seen here. We've seen you in tech areas. And you're great at those, but there is a gift in worship. There is a gift in creativity that's over your life. Actually, that's over both of you. And just as you lift your hands now, just lift your hands to Him, not to me. Lift your hands to the Lord. Today He's going to do something supernatural in your hearts. He is doing supernatural, something supernatural in your heart, David. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I 
I seal the call of God in your life. Where the enemies tried to take you out in Jesus' name, I rebuke the devourer today. And I decree the lineage of Jesus Christ upon your life. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you today that you set him free from condemnation, from the lies of the enemy. Father, I thank you you've called him as a man after your own heart. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let your presence fill, fill, fill in Jesus' name. And I prophesy today that a new season is here for you. A new season is on you today. God says, I love you so much, I'm not going to kick you through that door. You've got to step through it yourself. In Jesus' name, a blessing. A blessing today. A new day. A new day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we give Jesus a shout of praise? You know what? Gratefulness. When we're grateful, it opens heaven. When we learn to be grateful, He He comes. It's something that attracts His presence. And today, He's called you to live in freedom and He's called you to live in victory. And the power of God is here, like I said before, to shift you today. And I believe I have a word for you today, for some of you here today that are feeling like you're facing storms. There's an answer for you today and it's found in Him. And if you're watching today on our stream, I want to say that, that the things that look impossible, today they were possible, but only with Him. The key is found in yielding your life to Him. Today, I want to give you keys to move forward. And it starts with you and I having a greater understanding of what He's already placed in our hands. God wants to give us stuff, but I believe today is about you and I becoming active, about you and I doing something today. The most powerful weapon that you have, you and I have against the enemy, and the most powerful tool and the most precious treasure that we have to release breakthrough and blessing over our lives is the power of praise. Praise releases the power of God. I'll say it again, praise releases the power of God. Praise is not a song. We've got to shift our concepts today. Praise is not a song. We use songs, songs are a vehicle, amen? Praise is not limited to a song. Here's what the Hebrew uh, definition of praise is. Praise is to boast. When we boast wildly about who He is, praise is to extend my hands. It's not a religious act or something we just do at church because that's what we do here. It's a praise, it's a lifting, it's an abandoning of ourselves. It's lifting our hands in adoration. It's to shout in a loud tone of triumph. This is the definition. It's to salute and it's to kneel down. It's to triumph, it's to rave. When was the last time you raved about your King? is to celebrate. And you know what the last one is? It says it involves music. Praise is not confined to a song. Praise is something that I choose to do to rave about my King, to rave and to celebrate and to boast about how great He is. Praise today will release miracles in your life. Praise is not something He does, it's something that we do. We're required to do that. Praise today is a weapon of war and it can shift an atmosphere. 
It can set you free today and it can set miracles in motion. When we praise passionately, He holds nothing back. Today, I wanna look at how we release that over our lives, how we release a freedom over our lives and we get a shift from our storms, from our battles, from the things we're facing. How we get a shift over our own life, over our families, over our community, over our atmosphere. Maybe you're here today and you're feeling stuck. I wanna give you some keys to help you unstick your life. It's found in Him, it's found in His Word, it's found in doing something. But it starts with this, and it's something that Pastor Dave's been speaking about. It starts with perspective. It starts with perspective. Perspective is this, the way I see what I see. The way I look at and I view the situation. You look at Abraham and he was inside a tent and he was feeling pretty stressed about things, but his view was only small. And God says to him, Abraham, come outside and look. And then he started to prophesy. And he said, I've given you the descendants far greater than the stars. When we stay confined by our view, we can't see what God sees or we do this. We want God and we wanna pull Him into our perspective. When you're facing a storm, you know what the enemy's goal is, is to keep your eyes on the storm. He wants you to keep your eyes so fixed on that storm that you can't even see God. And even when you do pray, we pray with pleading. We don't pray with faith. We're like, God, come on, can you just do something? That's the enemy's goal. He doesn't mind if you pray, but he minds if you have your eyes on God. You know, the only thing we have complete control over is our perspective. You can't control when the storms come. You can't control when the battle rages and when it stops. What you can control in it is your perspective and who you're connected to, amen? We want God to shift to our small perspective. God wants us to shift into His. When Jesus was, was preaching and, he, and the disciples came in the boat with Him and He says, come on, we're gonna go to the other side of the lake. Now keep that in your mind. He says, we're gonna go to the other side of the lake and they started to row and Jesus was tired, so He took a sleep. And then the waves and the storm and the wind came and they were really scared. And where were their eyes? Fixed straight on the storm. They were really, really scared. In the end, they woke him up. They thought they were gonna die. And they said, what are you doing? Do you want us to drown? Jesus said, you have little faith. See, Jesus had already said, hey, we're going to the other side. We gotta remember what his words to us are. He loves us so much. You know what? The God that created the universe, the God that spoke every star into the, into the sky with his spoken word, the God that created galaxies that our scientists and experts have not even discovered yet. That God of the universe, He's here this morning. And He cares about the details of your life. And that God is here. So if He is here, then He knows your storm. And He doesn't want you to pull Him into your perspective. He wants you to shift into His. Perspective is about this. Perspective is strongly influenced by who you're connected to. When you're in a storm, let me ask you this, who or what is your connection point? You've had a disagreement with someone, where do you go? Do you go to someone else who you think will agree with you? Come on. When you're offended, where do we go? Do we find someone else who will give us an ear? Who you're connected to will shift your perspective for good or for bad. 
It's really, really serious. When you're struggling with a, with a health issue, where do you go? You know how you know who you're connected to? Is your first reaction usually will give you your answer. What is your first reaction in a storm? Is it faith? Is it an overwhelming dread? I've been there. I've had to change my perspective. I've had to shift my life, not allow myself to get overwhelmed by fear, by dread. Where are you today? What do you run to? Because there's power and agreement. There's power and agreement with the little murmurs. And then we wonder why we're not shifting forward. Perhaps you might need to change your connections. Because if they're not bringing life in the storm, then perhaps we need to look at who we're connected to. Perspective is strongly influenced by your connections. Is your connection Jesus Christ in your storm? I heard this from someone recently. Perspective is either your prison or your passport. It's the thing that'll confine you. If Abraham stayed in the tent, it would have confined him. But he went outside and it became his passport, right? Your perspective will confine you or it'll release you, but you get to choose. And that's what today's all about. It's about no one's gonna make you do anything, but you get to choose this life. And you get to choose how you live. And when my connection is with the Almighty God, I don't need to fear lack because He is my provision. And you might say to me, you know what? You don't, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what it's like for me. You know what? That's true. I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. But I do know what I have walked and I do know how faithful He is. God is calling us to grow up into maturity. When you say to the person next to you, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's how you see everything. How you see your storm affects everything and it affects your atmosphere. Today, we're gonna look at some people in the Bible. We're gonna do this really, really quick. And they had some impossible, overwhelming situations. And some of them had to shift their perspective to get their breakthrough. But there was other things they did. And we're gonna look at how the power of praise is connected to breakthrough. Like I said before, we're not looking at a song or a style of music. Style of music is just that. I, I prefer some things, you will prefer others. We probably won't agree. Praise is not about style. Praise is not about genre. Praise is about giving Him adoration and raving about our King. That's what it's about. It doesn't always have music with it. And as you'll see in these scriptures, praise is an expression of, faith, of gratefulness. If you're taking notes, gratefulness unlocks heaven. When I, when I get connected to Jesus Christ, I become extremely aware of how grateful I am for what He's done for me. I become extremely aware of how undeserving I am of His grace. And then I become extremely grateful. When I look at um, Adam and Tash, and they're celebrating their, their baby's first birthday, it's a huge milestone for these guys. And I see, when I saw Adam get up on Father's Day and testify about the, just the, the triumph of having their baby, that's a grateful person. When you meet somebody who's grateful, it flows out of them. When we start to remember 
what He's done for you in the past, it'll connect you back to Him and it'll shift your perspective, amen? We're gonna look really, I'm gonna paraphrase this so you don't need to turn to this, but it's found in 2 Chronicles 20. And the the first result of expressive praise today is that it releases supernatural victory and protection. Expressive praise, not half-hearted praise, not this is the day praise. This is the day, this is, that ain't praise. It's a song sung really badly. Expressive praise releases supernatural protection and victory. And it's found in 2 Chronicles 20, and it's the story of King Jehoshaphat. You may know it, and if you don't, I'm gonna tell you really, really quick. See, here's the king. He's a good king, and he's the king of Judah. And just keep this in mind, Judah means praise. So he's the king of Judah, and he's got his army together, and he finds out, word comes back that three nations, three countries, and all of their armies are coming against him, are coming against them. They are absolutely outnumbered absolutely outnumbered. There's nothing they can do. And he uh, has a bit of a freak out, as you would. And then he comes to God and God shifts his perspective. And here's what God says. He says, you will not need to fight. He says, the battle is mine. And so just to cut it really, really short, we probably don't need the scripture up, but thank you anyway. But just to cut it really, really short, He sends a word out to the whole of the nation of Judah. And he says, he declares a holy fast. And he says this, he says, we are not going to fight. Actually, the word comes from one of the men from within, uh, from within the, in Judah. The prophetic word comes through him. And he says this, we are not gonna need to fight the battle as the Lord's. We're gonna go out ahead of the army and we're gonna sing. You know what, If if that was me, if I was part of that army, there'd be a, but you know what? If you're singing like that and you've got three whole armies coming towards you, I tell you what, you will not be singing this is the day really badly. I tell you what, you will be singing, you will be praising, you'll be raving about my King. You'll be raving about my King. Praise released angel armies. There were angel armies. It says there were fleets of angels that were released and they, uh, there was ambushment set against the enemy that day. They had an incredible victory and they didn't have to lift a hand. Why? One, they were obedient. Two, their perspective was in Jesus Christ, in God. Their perspective was shifted back to Him. You know what? They praised with all their might. It was an active thing that they did and it released protection. Maybe you're here today and you're like Jehoshaphat and you're hard pressed on every side. Maybe that's you today. Maybe today, instead of focusing on being hard pressed, if we could just get a hold of Him and focus on Him. And you might say, but if I focus on Him, then what happens to my problem? You know what? He's already promised He'll take care of the problem. What would happen if we shifted our focus just to Him and said, God, you're big. I was talking to a good friend the other day and he said to me, you know what? God's the big boss. He's the really big boss. So you know what? If I praise Him, you know what? I can trust Him to take care of my stuff. No matter what you're facing today, there's power in praise. There's power in you standing up and doing something. There's power in, uh, his, his power can unleash anytime He likes. But there is something He is attracted. When you and I stand up and do something, it's not just a song, it's in a shout. I'm gonna quickly go through these. But the other one is found in uh, Luke, uh, sorry, in Luke 18. It's a story of Bartimaeus and here's a blind man who's been blind since birth, not been able to have a job. It says he's a beggar. 
and he hears a word, he hears a sound that Jesus Christ is in town. And he starts to cry out, Jesus Christ, Son of David, Jesus of Nazareth, Son of David. And the people around him said, be quiet, chill out. But he cried out even louder. I want to encourage you today, no matter how you praise, when you start to break out, there will be people around you that will try to make you feel bad. There'll be people around you that will go, that's not you. You're not like that. That's just hype. And you know what? We've got to not allow the crowd to silence the praise. The praise is where the breakthrough is. The praise is where His power flows. He loves. It's attractive. You know what? Bartimaeus was set free. He was healed. There is power in praise to set you free today if you're sick. There's power in your praise. Uh, The power for healing is released through your praise. Hallelujah. It's released through your praise. It's released through you doing something. Do you know, uh, some of you may have heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a Christian. She's a neuroscientist. And uh, there's a new study out. Now, this is um, non-Christian scientists, non-Christian, not yet knowing Jesus, are now acknowledging the health benefits of praise. How's that? Secular science is proposing that we are wired for God. We are wired for communion with God. It says this, they've done some studies, lots of studies. People who praise have a positive anatomical change within the brain. Gets better. People who praise, and this is documented, uh, their prevention of disease is higher among those people and cure. When you turn to God, your immunity is boosted five times more than somebody who doesn't. How's that? That's pretty cool, eh? Now, these are not yet saved scientists declaring this. Okay, here's a good one. Regular church attendance, this is not my words, this is in the article. Regular church attendance, having corporate worship together, the reduction in strokes and early death is by 30 to 35%. When you come into communion with other people, with a body of people, and you corporately praise Him, there is an immediate benefit just for you, just for doing that. Isn't that amazing? Here's another one. When we sing together corporately, they have found out that our heartbeats start to synchronize, all of us. The power of unity, the power of one voice. Hallelujah. Praise releases supernatural breakthrough. Many of you know the story of Joshua. And Joshua, he had to, man, he was overwhelmed. God had already spoken the word. I've given you that place. I've given you Jericho. And they go there and the walls are impenetrable. You cannot get in. People who's inside can't get out. It was firmly shut up. There was no way to do it. And so he seeks the Lord and God gives him a plan. You know what? Obedience releases miracles in your life. He gets the plan. He tells them what they're doing. And if you don't know the story, they circle around the city six times in silence. And on that seventh time, they give an almighty shout. Now, I don't know what kind of a shout that was, but it was the kind of shout that made a whole city walls come down. Those city walls were so big, were so big, we cannot fathom them. But that is my king. That is my king. What's in a shout? What's in your shout today? Is it a scream of despair? Because there's all sorts of different shouts. Is there a wail? Is it a wail? Help me. 
What's in your shout? Is it a shout of faith that says, Jesus, I'm believing you and no matter what happens, I know you have my best at heart and I know you'll take care of me and you'll take care of my family and I know who you are and I know that you're good and I know you'll take care of that thing over there but I'm going to keep my eyes on you and your walls start to come down and they start to crumble. That's what he's got for you today. There's power and praise today. It's an extraordinary shout unto God. It's not necessarily some music or a song, although I love that. It's a shout that comes from within, that you and I, we get up. You know, the lame man, Jesus said to him, get up, take your mat and arise and go. Some of us, we've got to get up. and We've got to take away the things that have held us back. And we've got to get on our feet and we've got to get going and then you will see your breakthrough. There's power and praise this morning. And you know what? Only you and I can choose that. I'm not going to make you this morning. I just love Him. I love Him. I love what He's done in my life. I love what He's taken me out of. I love how faithful He is. And even when I screw up, He says, you know what? You're okay. Come back. He says, come back. You know, we have to learn a few lessons along the way, but He says, I love you anyway. His praise releases His presence. In 2 Chronicles, it says that they'd finished building the temple and they they went to dedicate it to the Lord. He's attracted with his praise. And it says the musicians and the singers got in place and they only sung two lines. They sung, God God is good and His mercy endures forever. And it says the presence of God was so strong that the priests couldn't perform their duties. They were flattened. How does that happen? That happens not because of the words, the special words, not because of the special chord progression, not because they clapped the right way, but it came from something that was within. It comes from an adoration deep within, a commitment, a maturity on the inside that says, no matter what, I will praise you. And even if you don't release the blessing, I'll still praise you because I know you've got a bigger perspective than I do. I can't see what's ahead, but I know my God can. I'm coming to the end. Paul and Silas, we know this story. Praise releases freedom from bondage. It releases freedom for salvation. And it releases a corporate anointing. What they went through, just really quickly again, if you don't know, Paul and Silas were, they were people that, um, they were men of God. And they were preaching, they got thrown in jail, they, they were falsely accused and they got beaten to a pulp. We've had two, at least two young people in our community beaten up recently. Beaten beyond recognition. One of them I knew. And he was so beaten up that I didn't recognise him. I didn't recognise the photo I saw. And these two men, they were beaten beyond recognition. And they were put in stocks. You know what? Their, Their circumstances didn't stop them praising. And we know that as they praised, that the earth shook and the the jail flung open, not just for them, but the overflow of their praise flowed out and it freed other people as well. Today, maybe your praise will free a person next to you. Maybe your praise today could free somebody in your household. Maybe your praise today could free somebody in your workplace. Our chains and our storms shouldn't break our praise. Our praise should break our chains, amen. There's places in the world 
that have had radical transformations and it started with prayer and it started with praise. In, in Colombia, the, the whole place got together and they had a, I think it was a 24-hour prayer meeting in a stadium. Ten days later, the, the biggest drug lord there came down and they've seen revival. Guatemala's the same. There's a place in Kenya. There's a place in California where the presence of God, because of their praise, has broken spirits over the area. What about us? What about us? What about our time? What about Hawke's Bay? Could we praise in a way that the heavens would break open and we'd see the suicide rate plummet? In some of these places, it says, it says in one of these places that every bar was emptied except one. Or every bar was emptied and all of them became churches except one. That is a radical transformation and that's today. If we could see how He sees when we're in a storm. If we could get perspective and shift. All of these stories I've told you today, all without exception, these people made a decision to praise exuberantly. And here's the key. It wasn't after they got their breakthrough. And I think that's where we stumble, church, as Christians. We say things like this, God, if you just break through, I will praise you with my life. I've said that. But what I see in this is that they praised Him before the storm. They praised Him during the storm and then they were able to give a great shout after the storm. Where are you? Where are you in your storm today? Are you waiting for the breakthrough? If you're waiting for the breakthrough, then why don't we praise that breakthrough today? Our eyes need to be more on Him than on our storm. It is time to grow up into maturity and out of our childish ways. Our childish ways want to say, well, God, if you're not going to do it, you know what, I've had it. I've had it now. How many times have we said that, honestly? May have not admitted it to anyone. But how many times have we tried to threaten God, barter, bargain, just do this for me? And they're good things. But how about we take His Word which says, seek first the Kingdom of God and everything else will be given to us. Here's what it comes down to though is this, is you hold the power of decision. And I believe that this deals with the core of our being. Because when we're faced like this, when we're asked to praise, when He says, praise me regardless, it confronts everything inside us that we inherently believe. We say we trust God, but when that storm comes, remember, you've got no power in when the storm comes. You don't know when it's coming, and I don't know when it's coming. But it confronts what we really, truly believe about God. It's really important that we, that's why we need to shift our perspective so we stay connected to Him. Holy Spirit, He's here for you today. Whatever you're facing, if it's a healing, if it's a breakthrough in a relationship, a protection, a provision, He's here for you today. This whole thing confronts our soul. Our soul is made up of our mind. It's made up of our will and it's made up of our emotions. It confronts our soul because of this. It confronts our mind. It confronts our thinking. It means I've got to change my thinking. That when I'm in a storm and it's steering me down and the enemy is trying to keep my eyes on that storm, it confronts my thinking that I need to learn how to fix my thinking in my mind on Him. It confronts then my relationships, who I allow around me as speaking into my mind, speaking into my thoughts. It confronts our will, our decision to place our focus on Him. 
It confronts our emotion. When you're overwhelmed and you're overcome with fear, you've got to make a decision what you're going to do. It doesn't mean you don't feel fear. It means that you learn how to take hold of Him regardless of the fear and trust. You might need to do this 50 times a day. If you're staring down a big storm, you may need to surrender to Him 50 times a day, then do it. It's worth it. When I have learned to praise Him, staying in a place of praise, I praise Him before any storms come. So I'm in a place of gratefulness. When I rave about my King, just keep talking about how great He is. Just keep talking about, I'm not talking about the real, the unreal stuff or just, oh, God's awesome. You know, He is, but they're just words. When I can tell someone, you know what, this is what God did in my life this week. Man, this is what God did. I'm so thankful. You know what, it starts to release something in the atmosphere. When you start to do that and then the storm comes, you know what, your perspective is already solid and it's already sealed and you're connected already to the King. So when the storm comes, we just know we need to praise. I want to read you a scripture. It's found in Psalm 138. And it says this, and this is especially for you if you're you're facing a storm today. I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you and I will worship toward your holy temple. And I will praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I cried out, you answered me. And you made me bold with strength in my soul. I'm just gonna, you can read the whole thing yourself, but I'm gonna go down to seven. It says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you revive me. It's possible in the midst of trouble to stay absolutely revived in your soul and in your spirit. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns him. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Today, wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, why don't you just close your eyes? If you are facing a storm today, you're facing down a battle, maybe a small one, it doesn't matter the size of your storm. We all need to position ourselves the same way. Just with your eyes closed, here were the keys, was to get his perspective, not my own. To be in connection with him and not other influences, asking yourself, where is my connection? There was a portion in there about obedience, doing what He says to do, just doing what He says faithfully. It releases miracles. The last one there is praise. Praise is an active, it's an active choice that you and I, we gotta choose it. He, he won't make us, He loves us enough. He says, you choose. Today I'm asking you, if you're here today, we're going to stand up and we're going to sing in a moment. But if you're facing a storm today, I want to invite you to the front in a moment. And uh, we're going to, no one's going to pray for you. No one's going to lay hands on you. But we're going to stand with you as a congregation of people. And we are going to praise together. And as you praise, I want you to lift up. You don't need to sing the words. You can lift up a shout. Remember I said, what's in a shout? What's behind your shout? You praise for your breakthrough. And you know what? You watch what He does. You watch what He does. Get your eyes off the storm. Because He said, if you seek first my kingdom, I'll sort everything else out. may not be in your timing, but it will be in His. And His timing, I know, is always something.